we tend to run back to what's familiar. We run back to something that we think that we can fix or we can change, and we run back to what we've done before. And what we've done before isn't necessarily what we should be doing now. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. This is the conclusion of our podcast on stress, worry, and fear, and we've come full circle from identifying those things that are bothering us and then how to deal with them in a biblical manner. I hope this has been an encouraging podcast for you, and I hope that you are able to implement some of the things that I've learned over the recent years. If you haven't listened to especially last week's podcast, podcast number two, be sure to go back and listen to that as it will really lay the foundation for what we're talking about today. So let's jump in and talk about some of the practical things we can do to apply a biblical perspective to our stress, worry, and fear. Welcome back to part three of our podcast on stress, worry, and fear, and how we have peace in the midst of our circumstances. So we left off with the quote that says, every action is rooted in the thought that produced it. So now what do we do with those thoughts? This is going to get good here. So renewing the mind happens when we exchange the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. I think we've said already that we can't just sweep out the negative thoughts. That's something that we do in our own power, and that is not going to work. And also, if we sweep out the negative thoughts, it leaves a vacuum, and and something else will come in. It won't be uh, Christ's thoughts. And when something else comes in, it is invariably not going to be good. So how do we replace the negative thoughts with Christ thoughts, with new man thoughts. And that harkens back to put on the new man. We want the new man thoughts. We want the nature of God thoughts. And for those to rule in our heart and mind. When we receive the Lord, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit dwells within us and has many, many opportunities to inform and change our life one of which is to bring peace. And we also will have Christ dwelling within us, and that nature of Christ is very available to us. So we need a greater sense that Jesus is in me and the Holy Spirit is working. A few months ago, we had a podcast with Matt Larson about Christ identity. I think this would be a great time to go back and listen to that again as to what Christ identity actually will mean for us and how it will come to play in our having peace. It was a three podcast session and all of the each week was really, really good. So our behavior and our behavior is in part what we think should not challenge our identity, but rather our identity should challenge our behavior. So our identity in Christ 
is and should be stronger than anything in the world or any negative thoughts that we want to entertain, that Christ identity is stronger than the challenge of those. Okay, so what can we do? Can we come alongside the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. We don't just sit back and say, okay, God, do your work. Yes, God does his work, but we cooperate with him. We we are open and receive his work in our lives, and we are prompted to respond in certain ways. And it boils down to what are we going to focus on? Where do we put our focus? Where do we spend most of our thoughts? Are they on the things that could happen or the things that have happened and what might be the result? Do we focus our thoughts on things we are afraid of? Or do we focus our thoughts on God himself? Do we focus our thoughts on our Christ identity? Do we focus our thoughts on who God says I am? When I focus on God and his goodness, on God and his character, on God and all that he has done for me in giving me his nature and his grace and mercy and how much he cares for me, then I will want to leave the old man behind. I won't want to hang on to the worry and the fear and the old man thoughts. I will want the new man thoughts. I will want God himself in my life. And that is exactly what takes place. We don't just get rid of the old thoughts, but we begin to change our focus onto who God is and what he has done and the fruit of the spirit. And then the result is our old thoughts, our old man begins to fade away. We don't want that anymore. And so it's not something we have to work and work and work to do. We just embrace, embrace the almighty creator of us and everything around us that's good. And as we embrace that, the old man and old nature will fade away. When we take our old man's thoughts captive and think on what God has worked in me, what he has done for me, we'll come to a new level of trust. It's hard to trust God when we are obsessed with stress, worry, and fear. Our new man behavior comes from the perception of who we are in Jesus. That's that Christ identity that is so important that God has told us many, many things about our, ourselves that we need to read and review and, and believe. One of the things that you may want to do is look at all the things that God has said about us, which I will list again at the end of this podcast. And in the morning when you wake up, read those And in the morning, read about God, read his word, read about who God is before our negative thoughts have a chance to to take over. When our perceptions don't agree with what God's view of us is, which we can know because scripture tells us, we can't trust and walk with him. We, We trust and walk with him when we are in agreement 
with what God has said. And we know that we have a good God who is truthful and never lies. So we can read those things and we can trust that he is telling us his thoughts and that the thoughts that he wants us to have for ourselves as well. There's another factor about focusing on negative thoughts, and that is they will grow and grow and grow. Remember when I talked about the snowball rolling down the hill picks up more and more. So our negative thoughts, when we allow them to run free, they will pick up more and more negative thoughts. They'll pick up more thoughts about what could happen, what might happen, what has happened, what will be the result. And when that happens... We allow the negative to be bigger than God. And we know there is no thing at all in this world that is bigger than our almighty God. There is nothing, there is nothing that can challenge our God. And we're told that in the Bible as well. Whatever you focus on, you give power to. So the thing that we are focusing on that is negative and bad and worry We're giving power to it. You give life to the stress, worry, or fear rather than giving yourself life to the work that God is doing in you. Do you want to do that? I doubt it. I don't. We were all created to magnify or worship. The ability to worship was built into us. I think that comes from God because he wants us He wanted us from day one to worship and trust him. So if we are created with the ability to worship and we're not worshiping God, then we are worshiping something else. There is nothing, there's nothing more that the enemy would want than for us to take our eyes off God. The enemy wants us to worship anything else but God and he will work very hard reminding us of the negative things. The solution is not for us to battle the enemy. That has been done. God already did that. Christ did that through the cross. The solution is to cling to Christ and let him battle the enemy. And God always wins. God always wins. So do you want to either magnify or exalt your anxiety or your stress or your worry or your fear Or do you want to exalt the nature and power of God and what he is working in you? I think that answer is pretty clear, but for some reason, we don't think that on a daily basis. We tend to run back to what's familiar. We run back to something that we think that we can fix or we can change, and we run back to what we've done before. And what we've done before isn't necessarily what we should be doing now. The enemy wanting us to put our thoughts and our questions about God into our mind happened way back in the beginning. It happened in the Garden of Eden when the enemy said to Eve, did God really say that? When she repeated that God said that they could have anything in the garden, but they weren't to eat of the fruit. And the enemy said to her, did God really say that? He from early on wants us to get our focus off of God, away from God, and distort what God has said. He wants distortion for you, for the things that God has said about you. 
the enemy said to Eve, did God really say all those things about you? I refer back to the podcast series, Our Christ Identity. Again, the enemy wants nothing more than for you to feel that he will meet your need and for you to take your eyes off God. So here we are. What do we do? This is where I'm getting practical. You know how I always love to get practical. Here's where I'm getting practical. Remember how I said that the main point is not figuring out how to get rid of the negative thoughts, but how to replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts so they will just fade away. And Graham Cook gives us three examples, three ways that we can move our focus toward God. The first one is to be fascinated, to be wowed by God. Scripture tells us so much about the greatness, the goodness, and the grandeur of God. And that is what we should focus on. And then focus on that great grandeur of God is in you and for you. And if you go back to the Identity podcast with that I did a few months ago, you can hear at the end of the last podcast all of the things that God says about you. And oh my goodness, we forget as a child of God, we are loved and cared for and showered with his goodness and grace. Remind both your mind and your heart that he is bigger than what you are facing. He Remind yourself that he is as big as he is and that he is bigger than any challenge that is before you. Here is a second suggestion, and that is to, instead of letting your negative thoughts creep in and grow and take you by surprise, think ahead. Think how you will handle problems that come up in the future. Expect them because they will. We all are faced with things that cause us stress and worry and fear. So expect and plan for them. Build the foundation of trusting God to be bigger than any issue. He is the king and he is bigger. If we choose to magnify God and make him big on a daily basis, we'll be ready to face challenges when they arise. They won't crush us. David, again, in Psalm 57, 7, says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Colossians 3, 2 says, Set your mind on the things above and not on things that are on earth. So don't be reactive to the circumstance. Plan to trust him when it happens. Don't be surprised. We should trust God in the moment. Plan to trust God in the future then look back to the result of our trusting God in the past. And we do that through our private worship. Don't forget to go back to the first suggestion here, and that is worship. And worship is great in community, but we also need to not forget our private worship, that we are one-on-one with God and just adoring and sharing our life with him and allowing him to share his goodness over you. And here is a third suggestion. Remember when we talked about the Holy Spirit living inside of us and he does many things for us and he guides us. So Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to work 
for his good pleasure. So allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, allow the Holy Spirit to comfort you, allow the Holy Spirit to bring you wisdom. He will do all those things, and we just need to be open and listen to him and seek him. So what is your focus? Are you focusing on what you shouldn't think, or rather what God thinks? What he has said in his word and his character? Are you thinking about what God has said about you or what you think of yourself from the world's perspective? Read the Fruit of the Spirit passage again in Galatians 5.22. These are the nature of God that he is working in you. Your growth delights him. Take time to rejoice and be thankful in all the ways and things that God is doing in your life to grow you. You can look up, if you want to, the words rejoice and thanksgiving in Scripture and see how many times and how many situations these are used. Love the process and enjoy the journey. Love the process and enjoy the journey. As we close, here are a few ideas, a few more things to think about if you want to expand this in your life. Don't forget prayer. Don't forget to talk to God. This is part of that worship, but don't forget to talk to God and share your feelings and share your concerns and share your stress and share your worry. But then we don't dwell on it. Uh, Another idea might be to meditate using scripture apps. There are a couple of apps that I have gone to in the night when I have trouble sleeping that will just speak very restful and loving scriptures and turn our hearts toward those. Look to your community for support. Share with one another and also look to godly people who may have been through some of the things you're going through and share and seek their wisdom, how they handled these situations. Make sure that when you gather in your community that it's not a gripe session. That is, uh, that's negative. That is something that will take you down the wrong path. But make sure it's positive. And one more thing, we are not trying to crush our emotions. We're not trying to deny them. You can feel free to share your emotions. But don't stay there. Don't stay there. And then, of course, gratitude. Look for all the ways that you can be thankful and show gratitude toward one another and toward God and that you feel gratitude in your heart. And lastly, I'd like to say, be sure if you are overwhelmed and feel you are struggling to the point that you feel desperate to seek professional help. Actually, you don't even have to be desperate to seek professional help because if you find a counselor that gives you godly wisdom, that will be so valuable. So don't don't struggle alone. And if you need professional help, certainly if you are depressed or or feel overwhelmed by negative feelings and just feel like you can't escape them, Do seek professional help from a pastor, a mentor, or a counselor, someone with godly wisdom. Don't try to do it alone. 